0: Good morning Hillside. Why don't we make our way in? Why don't we stand up? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna worship the Lord together. Now you guys got quiet. All right, we're gonna we're gonna try a new song this morning. Um, yeah, it's called "Never Let Me Down." Desperation weighing down You saw me searching And you came knocking Doors were open, hope was found Sing hallelujah Hallelujah God, your grace amazes me I was lost and now Found Hallelujah. When I call you, answer me. Oh, God, you never let me down. I was drifting, I was drifting felt my feet start sinking doubt and fear pulling me down you heard me calling and you came running you put my feet back on the ground hallelujah hallelujah god your grace amazes was lost and now I'm found. I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing. Lord, I'm singing for you now. I'm going to shout. Lord, I'm shouting for you now. I'm going to live. Lord, I'm living for you now. I'm going to love. Lord, I'm loving for you now. I'm going to sing. Sing, sing, Lord! I'm singing for you now. I'm gonna shout, 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 Lord! Lord I'm shouting I'm for you now. I'm gonna live, 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 Lord! I'm living for you now. I'm gonna love, 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 Lord! I'm loving for
1: you now. I'm gonna sing, 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 Lord! I'm
0: Let down. I sing hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, your grace amazes me. I was lost, and now I'm found Hallelujah, when I call, you answer me Oh God, you never let me down Search the world. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. when you came along and put me back together. Every desire is now satisfied, here in your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing, nothing. I'm not afraid To show you my weakness My failures and flaws Lord, you've seen them all And you still call me friend Because the God of the mountains The God of the valleys there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me again. Oh, there's not. Turn shame into glory, you're the only one who can you turn craze into garden you turn bones into armies, you turn seas into highways, you're the only one, who cares. you turn born into dancing, you turn morning into Dancing. you give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn craze into gardens You turn bones into armies. You turn seasons to highways. You're the only one who can You're the only one You're the only one You're the only one You're the only, one. You're the only.
2: nothing nothing Nothing. is better than
0: Just put aside everything else the good, the bad, the ugly. Let's turn our faces toward Jesus. We sing, There's Nothing Better Than You. God, we want to sing that with all of our hearts. God, I thank you that you see our hearts. God, we know that sometimes our lives and our thoughts reflect something different God when we confess that that at times we exalt other things above you so God would you forgive us forgive us where we've done that when we've done that God, right now we choose you. Standing here together with our family, we choose you, Jesus. we proclaim that together. God, from our own hearts, personally, we say there's nothing better. And as a church, we proclaim as Hillside that you are our Lord, our Savior, the one we enthrone above all else, God. And there's nothing better than you, Jesus. Jesus just pray that you would go before us today let your will be done in this place let your words penetrate our hearts we love you lord have your way with us in jesus name amen you can be seated
3: All right. Good morning, Hillside. Good to see you all this morning. Welcome to everyone online as well. My name's Sean. I'm one of the pastors here and just want to welcome all of you this morning. If you're visiting with us today, good to have you here. Uh, We've got lots of information on the website. If you want to learn a little bit more about us, there is an about section on the website. So if you're curious to hear a little bit more about us, who we are and uh, kind of what makes us tick, check that out. Or just grab any one of us leaders and we'd be happy to um, share a little bit more about the church with you. I want to highlight a couple of things this morning in terms of the life of the church and things that are going on. Um, First and foremost, you probably saw on the way in, there's a lot of books in the lobby. And those are all for sale and all for sale for a good cause. So our Women of Hope Bible Study pulled together all of their books that they are ready to move on from and kind of pass on to the next reader, Um, and those books are available for sale in the lobby right after the service. There are suggested donation amounts, and all that money will be going to our ministry in Nicaragua, and I'm going to have Donovan come up now and talk about a couple of other missions-related things as well.
4: Yeah, other ways to get involved with Nicaragua, uh, we have, it's just awesome to see what can happen amongst our body here. So 15 years ago or so, we helped, the beginnings of the school started, and the school has been going awesome for the last uh, for the last many years but uh, what's exciting now is we're looking at starting another school and that's going to probably start in January we're hoping to get things going uh, already in preparations coming this October so like now Um, uh, and so we're fundraising what does it look like for us to get the preparations in order from now till January the schools start their calendar year is different kids come on January so we are looking for monthly, um, monthly sponsors for that. Uh, about twelve fifty is what we're looking to raise per month. So I'm saying that, not necessarily say, hey, we need our body to, to give even more, even though we've been given a ton over the last many years. But just like this book sale, what kind of creative ideas are stirring amongst us? Is there ways that we can uh, rally again together to see if, if we can meet this next mark? and and if not amongst this community, is there other churches that would be interested? I've got a few other churches I've been talking to to say, hey, can we shoulder this together? Um, so that's one uh, one thing to be praying about. The second thing in regards to Nicaragua, again, we're partnered. We're our family in Nicaragua. They are a family, right? This is so fun to see how we've grown a relationship. Eden and Emma are amazing people. They also run an addictions ministry called Amber. Um, there's counseling and things involved. They've got a marriage conference coming up. Um, in October, you guys should all attend in Nicaragua. I'm kidding. What we're looking for is sponsors to help sponsor couples for this marriage conference. So, one couple uh, for the conference would be $50. They're looking to have 30 couples. So, an opportunity, a small little win, but it would be really cool to, uh, to, uh, to be able to help sponsor some couples to go to this. Um, and that's it. Lastly, I do want to say one more thing. Um, did I say lastly the first time? <laughs> uh, Luke Runyon, as you know, has been on a journey in Uganda for the last... Uh, he's been all over Africa. For the last year he's been in Uganda. His, his position is changing a little bit. He's looking to join another organization. Uh, things with the construction were moving a little slower than, than they needed him to fit into as the program director. Uh, And so in the interim, he's going to be looking to uh, train pastors. And he is now, as I talked to him two days ago, he is at the largest refugee site in the world. And it's just 250,000 South south Sudanese people are at this refugee camp. And he is looking to uh, either be planted there or closer to another refugee camp on the western, northwestern side of Uganda. Um, just be praying for him, he's, he's an amazing dude, he's, you know, uh, positive, hopeful, but what he'll be doing is on his dirt bike, getting to, <laughs> to go to these remote places to train pastors, and uh, it sounds like a pretty amazing opportunity, but he is, he is, um, looks like things are coming together for him, but please be praying for him as well, that's it, done.
3: All right. Thank you, Donovan. So as you can see, there's a lot of opportunities to get involved in overseas missions, um, Africa, uh, Nicaragua, et cetera. We've got a lot going on there. So if your heart's tugging you that way, make sure you talk to Donovan. We've also got a lot of activities in the community here, a lot of outreaches that we do in the community. So there's all kinds of ways to get connected. And then within the church itself, um, one of the things we're doing coming up here on October 4th is our men's ministry gathering. We do these on a on a pretty regular basis but on october 4th at six o'clock we're going to be meeting at barrels and bottles just for a time of fellowship and hanging out so that's not this tuesday but a week from tuesday and we have a women's bible study that's back up and running for the fall and they meet every other saturday they just met yesterday so they'll meet again in two weeks they meet from 9 to 11 here at the church Um, so lots of ways to get connected all the information on the website so if you're looking for ways to get connected make sure you check that out and then I want to remind you of, of something we haven't talked about for a few weeks, but we have a subscription to Right Now Media, which is a, an incredible library of videos. It's available to anyone in the church. You can, you can gift it to family and friends as well. There's over 20,000 videos, and I know the, the young adults are going to start using it. The youth group is using it. Um, life groups are using these videos, so there's all kinds of videos out there. So you can get access to that through the website or through the weekly email or you can just come up to me after the service and I can text you the link and you can sign on for free to that. So um, I think that's about it for announcements so we are going to go ahead and dismiss kiddos right now and then the rest of you can just kind of stand up and greet one another and then we'll kind of regather here in a few minutes.
5: Can I ask you all to grab a seat?
4: I told Pete to keep you guys away from the pubs. <laughs> no, no, no hooliganism. Okay? I love it. <laughs>
5: rowdy crowd. <laughs> Let me ask you to grab a seat. Can you hear me? Good, Good morning. We are going to continue our series on the Sermon on the Mount. Today I want to speak to you about the rewards of praying privately and sincerely to our Father in Heaven. And as we start today, I just want to tell you this passage and last week's passage on giving are probably the two passages that have influenced more how I live my Christian life than any other passages of the Scriptures. They've just really impacted me about the relationship with God and what it looks like, to just live sincerely with him. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, Our ten words that really change the course of prayer forever if you believe in Jesus and you're God's children. Psalm 103 tells us the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. And that's the God we speak to. Um, In his book on prayer, John MacArthur writes these words. In plain terms, then, we might begin the disciples' prayer this way. Our Father who loves and cares for us and who has in heaven supplies to meet our every need, may your person, God, your identity, your character, your nature, your attributes, your reputation, your very being itself be hallowed. This is not then some glib phrase thrown at God periodically in a ritual. This is a way of approaching God continuously. God has given many names in the Bible and each expresses some part of his character. In Genesis, he's called Elohim, the creator God. Later in the book, he is called El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. The Old Testament calls him Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, our banner. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of our peace. And Adonai is used 75 times as Lord and master of everything. So amazing. So when we pray to our Father in heaven, we recognize his greatness and his sovereignty over all things. And that should just lead to adoration, reverence. But Jesus taught us also that our Father in Heaven is a safe dwelling place. And he desires for his children to address them as Abba, Father, Daddy. that we can intimately know him as he knows us. And when we pray privately and sincerely, God rewards us that's amazing let me ask you to bow your heads I'll just ask him to bless his words today father we come before you with so many things and just hearing about Nicaragua again this morning and what a joy it is to see this continuous work that goes on there Lord, a seed that was planted some 15 years ago that's just sprouting into all kinds of amazing ministries we ask your blessing on that God, that many would be touched by jesus through what goes on there many children would grow to know christ father we thank you for luke just his desire to serve you and we would pray god that you would guide his steps lord that you would be used by you to train and encourage pastors that so desperately need encouragement out in the middle of nowhere out there and god bless his his work and Father, we just submit our hearts to your word today. We ask your Holy Spirit to just speak to us. Lord, we hunger to know you better, and yet so often we get caught up doing so much that doesn't matter. Uh, we ask you to forgive us for that. And Jesus, we would pray that your words in the Sermon on the Mount would change our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I really encourage you to turn your Bibles or your apps to Matthew chapter 6. But here's what I want us to do. If we could put up the passage up, I want you all to stand up. And I want us to read this together. I think there's something just powerful about reading the words. We're just going to focus today mostly on chapter 6, verses 5 through 10. So I will say the first word, and then you guys read after me. When you pray you were not to be like that. Amen. You could have a seat. It's always important to keep these passages in context. Our passage is really part of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus was giving his disciples and the crowds principles for kingdom living, his expectations for those who believe that his true disciples would live differently than the Gentiles or religious at that time, and, and to do that, Jesus would have to be the king of their hearts. If, if you have your Bibles, turn back to chapter 5. Really interesting little section here. It says in verse 13, You are the salt of the earth, but the salt has become tasteless. How would be made salty again? It is good for nothing anymore except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, Nor do men light a lamp and put it under a peck measure, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do not think I came to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfill. I mean, what Jesus is talking about righteous living here, he's preaching beyond human ability. This was never meant for us to do on our own. That he must be the center of our lives, in our decisions, in our relationships, everything in our lives has gotta be trusted in for for the good works to be glorifying God. And when Jesus is the king of a person's heart, they pray differently. And there would be rewards for praying sincerely to to our Father in heaven. And again, just to go back to last week, Chapter 6, verse 1, it says this. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. And praying is an act of righteousness. Remember, as we practice our faith, we spoke about giving last week. As, As we practice, we don't do it for people to see us. The caution throughout this section of scripture is, is not for people to applaud what we do. And there's three different acts of righteousness. The first one was, is uh, giving and we spoke about that last week. When therefore you give, alms, uh, do not sound a trumpet before men as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be honored by men. Truly I say to you they have no reward in heaven. Uh, a third righteous act or act of faith is fasting verse 16 and whenever you fast do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do for they neglect their appearance in order to be seen fasting by men truly i say to you they have their no reward that's their reward in full that's it you might ask them well is praying to be a practice in the christian's life i would suggest it's an expectation that prayer is in our lives all the time, that we pray all the time. Verse 5a says, and when you pray. Verse six, but you, when you pray. Verse seven, and when you are praying. And in verse nine, pray then in this way. Again, it's all over the text, that prayer is supposed to be a significant part of our lives. So how are we praying? And who are we praying to? leads to a definition of how to pray in our passage and if I were to just sum up what this passage is about it's communicating sincerely and privately with God as our father to be rewarded by him the common Jew at that time would have been blown away by Jesus's teaching they thought only the priests the Pharisees the Sadducees had access to this God this great God They also knew that the high priest was the only one that could go into the Holy of Holies. But everything got changed by Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10 says this, Since therefore, brethren, we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled clean from the evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water everyone who puts their faith in christ now has access to this profound god our heavenly father the sovereign creator of the universe and he wants to listen to our sincere prayers isn't that not amazing I remember years ago, I was teaching this night class, and one of the students got up and said, there was this, this guy in this church who come on a really rough lifestyle. Made a lot of mistakes. I can't remember if he had been in prison at some time. And the pastor of the church said, hey, can you pray for us tonight? And the guy gets up and bows his head and says, you know, thank you for that SOB down here, and starts using four-letter words throughout the whole prayer and says, thank you, Jesus, at the end of it. And the pastor came up to him after church and said, you know what? I don't think I want you to come back to church anymore you want know you know what I think about that I think God heard that sincere prayer and rewarded him I think God heard a heart that wasn't worried about people thought he was just being who he is in fact I think that pastor made a huge mistake he missed out on probably a very genuine believer see God takes us where we're at he doesn't ask us to be different when we're struggling we can struggle he can handle us One of the most amazing attributes of God is His omnipresence. God is everywhere at all times, but that's an incomplete understanding. He is everywhere at all times in His whole being, completely attentive and completely engaged to hear all of our prayers. If a billion people are praying at the same time, it is as if He is sitting with you in a chair in front of you, listening intently to everything we say. And he even knows the motives of our hearts. This text supports that. And that's what he invites us into, this profound God. So because of the main examples of that society, which include the Pharisees and Sadducees, Jesus made it very clear how not to pray. And he presents three negative ways not to be rewarded. Verse 5a is to be seen by men. This deals really with the motivation in our prayers. It must be to please God, not people. To be offered in faith, not applause. We spoke about that last week. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe he is God and that he is the reward of those who diligently seek him. There is this process of just seeking and, and, and sharing our hearts with him, but believing that you're talking to God and understand that he rewards those who diligently seek him. A second negative way not to be rewarded is to be noticed by men. And when you pray, you are not to be as the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in synagogues on the street quarters, again, to be seen by men. There can be that tendency to just want to say, these huge theological words, <laughs> or say those things that make people think you're really religious, and that God's going, No, you, you just speak your heart. And the third way is using, using meaningless repetition, like the Gentiles it says in verse 7 when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that we heard for their many words. I found an article that kind of speaks to this, says, what does it mean to use vain repetition in prayer? Jesus said in the Sermon about when you pray, you're not to use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think they will be heard for their much speaking. The word vain means empty or useless. So Jesus is warning us that repeating worthless phrases and prayers will not help us to be heard by God our Father. He's not concerned with our word count or flowery expressions, mantras. His desire is truth in the inner being. Our prayers should be more like short, simple prayers and less prolonged. When we are praying, we are talking with God and worshiping him. It is like a conversation from the heart. For I like that. It's really someone we love, we wanna know someone we worship. Don't pray to be seen by men. Don't pray in public to be noticed. And don't use meaningless words when you pray to our Father in heaven. So what should the focus of our prayers be? First of all, we should acknowledge the sovereignty of God. Verses 9 and 10. says, so let's pray then in this way. Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as on earth as it is in heaven. It is amazing that God continues to listen to our prayers, that God wants to hear what we have to say. There was a, a pagan king named Nebuchadnezzar, and after being humbled by God, He spoke about the sovereignty of God. If we put up Daniel chapter four, it says, but at the end of this period, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven and my reason returned to me and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. It's so profound, this God, eternal. He sees all things as if if it's happened in a thousand years to a day. Nehemiah, in a similar way, acknowledged the greatness and sovereignty of God. Again, if you have your Bibles, I really encourage you to turn to Nehemiah. Nehemiah was the prophet who went back from Persia to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls that had been burned down for over 100 years. Listen to his prayers. Verse four and five of chapter one. Now, it came about when I heard these words. I sat down and I wept and mourned for days and I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, I beseech thee, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who preserved the covenant and loving kindness for those who love him and keep his commandments." And the very first thing he says is, you're sovereign. Even though the circumstances don't seem like it, I pray to a sovereign God. He had to go before the king of persia he was going to make requests of this king uh, to rebuild the walls and leave the presence he was the cupbearer to the king preparing to possibly be executed and you know listen it says in verse 4 the king said to me what would be your request so i prayed to the god of heaven i prayed to the sovereign god and when things got difficult and and they began being ridiculed when the work began. What does he say in verse 20 of chapter 2? So I answered and said to them, the God of heaven will give us success. Therefore, his servants and I will raise, arise and build, but you will have no portion, right, or memorial in Jerusalem. Every time things get difficult in life, it's, it's so easy to go to the sovereign God, to know he cares, that he's in control. We need to acknowledge that. We were just talking earlier. I was just saying, it's just you guys are asking how my last week has gone. I was saying, it just it feels like my, wife, my life has been full of trials for the last two weeks. It feels like every day something has come our way that's been a struggle. so Something is just going on where you're just like, wow. It just feels like I'm getting hit by one thing after another. And yet the beauty of that is I have sensed God's presence in the midst of all of it. There is a joy that comes with it you can't explain. Because he is in control, and he wants to be part of our lives. It's really a question, are we acknowledging him? As one man put it, no one can truly come to God unless he or she recognizes that God is able, sovereignly, to say yes or no to your prayers. He is sovereign, and it's always for his glory, for his will to be done. Not necessarily for what's going to make you happy. But Jesus also invites God's children to have an intimate access to God. Abba, Father. This can be, the word Daddy here is used 17 times on the Sermon on the Mount. Just this intimate connection to God. Put up Romans chapter 8, please. Please. It's God. It says, For we all are being led by the Spirit of God. These are sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. My grandsons call me Papa. And that's just a really endearing thing to me. And I. I called my grandson, Bear, the other day. He turned 11 to say happy birthday. And we just started talking. And and about four times he said to me, I love you, Papa. (laughs) You know, that just melts my heart. But you know, our Father in Heaven has invited us to have that same conversation with Him. And He desires that with us. That's amazing. And the rewards that come with it Well, first of all, it tells us that he will repay us. Verse six, but when you pray, go into the inner room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will repay you. He'll answer our prayers. He'll work things out. And you know it's of God when you can't plan it that good. He just does his thing in our lives. But along with that, he gives us his peace. Philippians chapter four, be anxious for nothing but with everything, prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Sometimes what we need most is just peace (laughs) in our anxiousness, that's a gift from God. Second, he'll continue to meet all your needs. Verse 8 says, Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you even ask him. He already knows what we need, and he wants to give it to us. We're his children. I spoke about this last week, but do you realize that everything good in our lives is a gift from God? Everything good, including our salvation. that passage in james chapter one says do not be deceived my beloved brethren every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting of shadow in the exercise of his will he brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures We we have been given our salvation but everything good in our lives Everything good we have is from God. That's the God we have put our faith in. I can't tell how many times I'm driving down the road and I'm just thinking about what God is doing in my life and I just thank you. Every good and perfect gift is from you. And I know that and I believe it. I've seen it. I've experienced it. Are we thanking him enough for the good stuff? Are we caught up worrying about what we think we should have? And this prayer is such an opportunity to see God's hands in our life. And a third reward is we're personally, he's more personally involved in our lives every day. Verse 11 said, give us this day our daily bread. The very daily bread that we have is a gift from God. It's his involvement and forgive us our our debts as we've also forgiven our debtors. Even the forgiveness we can have in our lives and we extend to other people is from God, his involvement. He even keeps us from evil and temptation, verse 13. And Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. Personally involved in our lives. So how does that apply to our lives today? Let me just share some thoughts and, and uh, how it has applied in my life over the years, uh, but just to think out loud with you a little bit what this could look like or should look like. Well, find a place and a time, maybe a few times a week to be alone with the Lord. Just, just find a place. Try to be committed to that. You know, eight times in the immediate context, Jesus uses the word Father, in prayer, but if you take it even a step further, 70 times in the New Testament, and most of this, Jesus is alone with the Father. We need to follow his example. Maybe turn your Bible to some great passages. I often have Isaiah chapter 40 through 50 because it speaks so much about the Creator and his greatness, and I, I just want to really be thinking of who am I speaking with? We were speaking about this in our elders meeting, and and Sean said, you know, the Psalms, there's 150 prayers. I like that. Some of those prayers are a lament, where you can really struggle. But you know, it's amazing, if you read those Psalms, they often turn out to praise. They begin with struggling. I often have worship music playing, or even some country music. I thought, Dan, you'd like (laughs) this. And you know what I I try to do is I just try to greet the Lord. Just saying, good morning, Father God, or Papa God, and I write my prayers, and I I think there's something that's significant about just understanding that you are talking to him. You're in a relationship. A second thing I'd encourage you to do is tell the Lord you love him. Tell him you need him. Tell him you want to know him better. I I think we have to express that. I don't know what it is for you, but sometimes it's so easy to get just caught in my own little world and forget. I have a relationship with him, that's the priority of my life. Pray sincerely from your heart, speak to him. And I can assure you there are just some times when I'm in that room alone, I'm kind of yelling, not at him. I'm just yelling about life. Frustrated or struggling and just saying, God, what the heck? What's going on here? Because he knows what's going on here. I'm just expressing what's true to him. And I love that he meets me there. He doesn't expect me to be religious. I put the dates next to prayer requests. I just do that. I, I, and, and if I see an answered prayer, I go back and I just write amen next to it. And I just love to go back to prayers and think of things that I've asked of the Lord. And then I'll just see this answer and I go, God, thank you. You met me there that day. Days when I'm really anxious or I've got a relationship or a conversation that I don't really want to have. And I write it in there. I say, you better help me because I'm really struggling right now. And then I go back and I go, wow, he was right there with me. That's our way of thanking him and praising him for being involved in our lives. I believe if you put time aside for our Father in heaven, your life will change, and he will reward you. Jesus knows what's going on, and he cares. About 15 years ago, I received a letter from a good friend at that time, and then the letter was really interesting. It, it just took me apart piece by piece. Oh, my gosh. It was just a shot at everything I am. I was so disturbed. Actually, the elders remember that. I literally went to the elders and said, man, am I blind? Am I not? Because if this is true of me, I am not qualified to be a pastor. I mean, I couldn't sleep. I spent about three weeks, I remember, up until about 3 a.m. in the morning just going, God, what's going on? I remember one night, it, was like, it literally was about 3 a.m., and, and I, I just finally just cried out, I said, God, is this what you think about me? Is this what you think? Over the years, I've received cards and notes from many of you, from my own kids and other people that I had kept in a drawer at that time. I just felt the Lord said, just go read those, that's what I think. (laughs) And that was one of the, just a significant moment in my relationship with the Lord. I thought, how often we don't get a chance to hear his answers, because we're not praying. We're not crying out. I knew at a deep level my Papa God cared about me, and I needed that badly. But you realize he cares for all of his children the same way the rewards of praying privately and sincerely to our father in heaven amen let's pray father god we don't quite understand this but there be a god who could create the universe and yet be intimately acquainted in all of our ways yeah, we know it's true because you have told us it in your word and our faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of god and so we just so to ask god take take these words help help us to stop and recognize what a privilege it is to know you and that you want to know us and we confess we are so caught up in so much stuff sometimes lord we don't even take time but lord help us even today lord just that you would desire to know us better should be enough. Help us in these days ahead, Lord, to seek you more, to just trust you more because you're so worthy of that. Lord, we are just grateful that you have died and Jesus' blood was shed so we could enter the Holy of Holies, that we could just be with you in our bedroom, in our car, and and we could have conversation with you. We're so grateful. Amen.
0: come to the Father right now come out of sadness from where. Come broken hearted let rescue begin Come find your mercy oh sinner come near Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal so Lay down your burdens Lay down your shame All who are broken, lift up your face. Wanderer, come home. You're not too far. Lay down your hurt. Lay down your heart. Come as you are. At the table, come taste the grace. There's rest for the weary, rest that endures. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't cure. So lay down your burden. up your face. That we don't have to be religious. Thank you that we can just come. So I come table, I am home in your presence, let's sing that, so I come. presence. There's joy at your table. There is joy at your table. In, in, in your,
1: presence.
0: your presence There is joy in He just asks us to come. So, God, we've come to this table and we ask that you would be the king of our hearts, the king of our world, God, the king of our decisions, the king of our relationships. of our thoughts.
2: Cause you are good, you're good.
0: God, we proclaim that together as your church. No matter what, you are good. You're still good. And great is your faithfulness, God. God, no matter what comes, we say that you are good. Thank you for your love for us. Making that clear this morning. That you desire relationship with us. Even with the billions of people in this world, that you take time for us. And that you are with us. So good. stand up and, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll just close with this song Graves in the Gardens I love starting and ending with, with, with a song just because it's so fun and so awesome just to see what God has done in between those two incidences of singing and I know in my heart this song is a little different than it was an hour ago but uh, let's, just, let's just sing this together. I searched the world, I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that i are never enough. Then You came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied here Your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better
2: than you. There's nothing, nothing is better
0: than you. I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my failures. but you've seen them all and you still call me friend It's the God of the mountain It's the God of the valley There's not a place Your mercy and grace won't find me again You turn shame into glory. You're the only one. You turn mourning to dancing. You turn mourning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes.
1: You turn shame into glory. You're the only one.
0: Turn gray. You turn graves. You turn into gardens. You turn bones into army. You turn
1: seasons to highways. You're the only you one. Turn gray. You turn graves.
0: You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into army. You turn seasons to highway. You're the only one you can. You're the only one who can. You're the only It out. There's nothing. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. There's nothing. Nothing is better than you. Worship Him. There's nothing. nothing oh, there's nothing.
1: Oh, there's nothing better than you oh, there's nothing better than you Lord oh, there's nothing better
0: than you Android there's nothing better than you there's nothing better than you there's nothing is better than God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you that we can shout that out. I thank you that you're shouting the same thing back to us and Thank you that you have chosen us. Thank you that you're crazy about us. So God, we wanna live a life that shouts, nothing is better than you. So God, would you help us do that in our intimate times with you, in our prayer life. And as we get out of our houses and into this world I pray that our lives would shout that it's obvious that there's nothing better in our lives than you. So be enthroned in our lives, God. Let your will be done in us and through us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a great week.